This is a brand new tool that I have created for you that I think is going to make your life a lot easier, a lot more organized, and a lot more effective when it comes to doing investor presentations. There are millions of real estate investors out there, and most are stuck with just a couple of properties. They want financial freedom, but their small portfolio ends up costing them more in time, effort, and money than it's worth. Getting out of the rat race seems harder than ever. This show will help you do more deals, better deals, and bigger deals. Finally, you'll be able to reach your income and lifestyle goals. How? By attracting and leveraging private money partners and their capital. Now get ready to raise more money, because here's your host, Dave Dubow. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, I'm excited to do this presentation, you guys, because this is a brand new tool that I have created for you that I think is going to make your life a lot easier, a lot more organized, and a lot more effective when it comes to doing investor presentations, because that's that's what this is all about. And so I put together a one-page script. So go ahead and grab that, save it to your computer, and we're going to be walking through this here today. So just so you know that you're in the right place, I want to underscore that what I'm going to be showing you here today is the exact process we have used at this point to literally help thousands of real estate investors across North America, across the world, predictably hold effective investor meetings without pressure, without salesy, manipulative type techniques, and actually dig in and raise capital quickly. So this is what works, you guys. And I've used this myself. So it's not just something we've thought up. It's not just something that I've invented. This is what I use when I'm doing one-on-one -on -one investor presentations myself, trying to raise capital for the different deals that I've done. So I've been in the real estate game whew, one way or another since 2001, when I was living in San Jose, Costa Rica, did a couple of what we would call pre-foreclosure deals at that time, then came to Canada in 2003, had to figure out what I was going to do. And saw one of those late night infomercial gurus say, you too can get rich in real estate with little or no money. I said, perfect. That's what I got, little or no money. So I took the course, put it into use, did 18 deals in 18 months, which was pretty cool. Sounds very cool, but a lot of those were crappy little mobile homes and, and that sort of thing. But it kept the lights on. It kept things going. Some of those deals were really good. Some of them were really mediocre, but I got a lot of experience very, very quickly. Then I worked with an up and coming guru up here in Canada, helped blow up his business and expand it massively. So that, that took me off my own personal real estate journey for about six years. Then when I got back into it, I started doing what we call tenant first rent to own deals, which Joe is very, very familiar with. And that's where I started raising capital. And I failed miserably. <laughs> my, first, my first kick at the can was absolute disaster, you guys. So I've taken all of the painful experience I've gone through and I'm helping people to avoid going through that same misery themselves. So that's what this is all about. So since I cracked the code on raising capital, when I was doing those single family home type deals, raised close to a million dollars for those kind of deals. Since then, I've gotten into more larger deals, multifamily type deals, raised millions of dollars for the deals I've been involved in. But more importantly, working with other folks like William and Joe and Peter and all sorts of folks, we've cumulatively helped our 
clients raise well over $300 million in counting for their deals. So that's what this is all about here, you guys. So as you might be aware, trying to get and hold effective and predictable investor meetings and do it without pressure so that you can raise a lot of capital and buy more property, that's a major challenge for a lot of real estate investors worldwide. And the whole how to raise capital space is absolutely flooded with courses and coaches and hype and, and challenges and all this kind of stuff. And it's, I don't know about you guys, is it easy to start feeling kind of overwhelmed with too much information these days? Sure is it, maybe it's my age, I don't know, but it feels like it's a fire hose sometimes. So just about every day, I hear the same questions from folks, you know, mom and pop real estate investors looking to raise capital. They don't know how they should present the deal itself. Should they wing it? You know, we've, we've heard the old Amway way, just grab a pad of paper and a Sharpie and draw some pictures and triangles and arrows, and that should do the trick. Should we try to explain it over the phone? What should we be doing? They aren't sure, folks aren't sure about how to get the meeting started on the right foot and how to control the conversation. They're insecure. So they, they end up not getting a commitment from their prospective investor. And they end up having to chase after a whole bunch of maybes, you know, from, from people that just quite frankly are tire kickers. So the fact is there are three main reasons real estate investors struggle to enroll private capital partners into the deals. Number one, they don't have a clear plan. Number two, they're afraid of rejection. And number three, they lack confidence. Does that make sense, you guys? Can anybody resonate with that? Does that sound familiar to anybody? Does anybody have any of those challenges? So in all of my experience serving and, and talking with real estate investors, I hear these struggles coming up all the time. But these are only really symptoms of a much bigger issue. And the real issue is kind of a, it's a lack of a clear point A to point B system that's easy to follow, a clear roadmap that's been proven to help people just like you get and hold effective and predictable meetings without pressure and to do it sooner rather than later. So fortunately, this ultimate investor enrollment script solves all of these problems. And when you follow it, you can confidently meet with investors and get them enrolled in one meeting. Who likes that idea? Who likes the idea of meeting with an investor one time getting them signed on. Well, that's what this is all about. And who likes the idea of doing it without high pressure and without any sleazy, cringy kind of sales techniques? Who likes that idea? All right. Well, that's what that's all about. So let's jump in and take a look at this thing of beauty I've created, this ultimate investor enrollment script. So as you can see, we've got six parts to this. We're going to go through each part here. And the first part is preparation and preparation. So what does this mean? Well, the first thing it means is we need to have in mind what we're actually trying to accomplish in our investor meeting. So myself personally, what I want to accomplish at the end of a meeting is get somebody signed off on an expression of interest. That's what I'm looking for. I want to get people signed off on an expression of interest because that shows me that they are serious and they are action takers, right? Because just somebody telling me, yeah, I'm interested in your deal when you got one, let me know when one comes up. That is not a commitment. Does that make sense? And on the other hand, I'm also not expecting somebody to cut me a check for $100,000 right there and then. What I'm looking for is to get the ball rolling, get a commitment and get the process going. Does that make sense, you guys? That's our goal from an investor meeting. So I'm gonna suggest that should be your goal as well. Let's get 
an expression of interest signed if it makes sense for all parties. Okay, so let's dive into this. So this preparation phase is everything that we're doing before we even meet with the person face-to-face -face or Zoom-to-Zoom. -Zoom. So we're going to use kind of a, an imaginary scenario here. If you've applied some of the other techniques that I've taught you over the years about attracting investors and using intelligent marketing to do that, then hopefully you're getting people reaching out to you from time to time. Maybe they're going to give you a phone call. They're going to give you a text message. They're going to send you an email, something like that. But let's use in this example, let's say somebody phones you up and says, hey, you know, in my case, hey, Dave, I'm interested in what you're doing with real estate investing. Okay, so here's the scenario. They're calling me up. They want more information. And when do they want that information? They want it now. So they want me to try to explain it to them over the phone. Does that make sense? However, I'm going to suggest to you that you avoid at all costs trying to explain your real estate deal over the phone. I'm going to show you a much better way to do it because what you're going to do is you're going to use a well-designed, well-thought-out, well-put-together slide deck presentation to show people what you're doing with real estate investing. So do not try to explain it over the phone. Here's why, folks. Chances are you cannot do a good job of explaining the deal over the phone. Number two, most people are visual, not auditory learners. So if all they do is hear you, it's going to go in one ear and out the other. Number three, you can't see their beady eyes and see if they're really understanding what you're talking about. You can't read the body language because they're just over the phone. So there's a very, very low likelihood of success trying to explain things over the phone. Okay, so we want to meet with people either face-to-face -face or on Zoom, okay? So if somebody calls me up, I'm going to say, you know, let's say it's Brad. Brad calls me up, says, Dave, hey, I'm interested in your deals. Tell me more. Say, hey, Brad, I'd love to show you what it's all about. I've got a presentation on it. It's really a visual kind of thing, so I can't do it justice by explaining it over the phone. You understand that, right, Brad? Brad, you can get that, right? Good. Okay, so then we're going to set up a day and a time to get together, ideally in person. So if the person lives within half an hour or an hour of you, I would really push to try and get a meeting either at your office or at Starbucks or something like that. Let's let's together get together face-to-face. You live far away, not a problem. Let's get a meeting via Zoom. But let's set up another day and a time. It could be the same day. It could be a little later on. But let's get that meeting set up. That's the whole goal. All right. So where? If you've got the capability, if you've got an office, great. Do that. If you work in a co-working space or you get a little you know, boardroom type situation where it's kind of your turf, that's ideal. Most of us aren't in that situation. So Perhaps you have to look at a neutral location, in which case Starbucks is a good choice, right? Everybody knows Starbucks. Everybody likes something at Starbucks. If that none of that works, then yes, we can go to the other person's home, but I prefer not to because that's kind of like their turf, right? And if none of that's available, then we can do it over Zoom. Okay, so what I want to do over the phone with Brad here is I just want to kind of pre-qualify before I even meet with Brad. So I'd be asking him a few questions. So Brad, well, thanks for reaching out. I appreciate it. Before we set up the meeting, I just want to make sure that you're familiar a little bit with what we're doing. So chances are, if, if Brad has booked a meeting, he's been poking around on my website. 
he probably knows. So Brad, you're probably aware that we're focusing on multifamily properties. That's the kind of investments that we do. These are long-term investments. We're usually looking at seven to 10 years minimum. And the minimum investment's $100,000. So Brad, I'm not saying you're going to jump on board right away, but if it did make sense for you, does all of that fit in your scenario? Brad's going to say, yeah, yeah, okay, perfect. All right, well, let's, let's get set up. So let's say Brad and I are in the same city. I'm going to say, okay, Brad, well, why don't we get together at Starbucks on Main Street? I'll buy you coffee and show you what it's all about. Now, Brad, and go ahead and up you yourself, buddy, if you don't mind playing along here. We'll have a little fun. Brad, are you married? Yes. Good. What's your lovely wife's name? Emma. Emma. All right. So, Brad, let's make sure that both you and Emma can make it to this meeting because if you like what you see, it's important that both of you are on board with any kind of investment. Does that make sense? Of course. All right. Perfect. So let's make sure that both you and Emma are there. So does Thursday at three o'clock work for both of you? Yeah. 3.05 because she's always running a few minutes late. Will that work for you? <laughs> we'll say three and I'll expect you at 3.05. How's that sound? Perfect. I'm All there. Right. We'll tell her three and I'll expect you guys at 3.05. Nailed I it. got it. Okay. So Brad, how do you take your coffee? And more importantly, how does Emma take her coffee? I'll email it to you so you have it. Copy and paste. <laughs> so basically, what I would do is I would write this down. So Brad's probably, you know, one sugar, two creams, whatever. And Emma might be a creamy extra oatmeal macchiato delight, whatever it is. I'm going to write this down and I'm going to get this down. Now, you might think this sounds petty, but this is important, you guys. And I'll explain why in a minute. All right. Perfect. Brad, thanks very much. I will see you on Thursday at 3 slash 305 at Starbucks on Main Street. All right, and I'll quit send you a quick little text the same day just to reconfirm, all right? Excellent. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for playing along. Okay, so that's the preparation. That's the preparation. So next thing we want to do is take a look at framing things. We want to We want to frame things properly at the meeting itself. So here's what I'm going to do. In this fictitious example, I'm going to show up at Starbucks at 245 to get everything set up. So I'm going to get a, a spot for us, the three of us to get together and have our coffee and for me to have my laptop and be able to walk them through the presentation. I'm going to get the coffees, get the order ready right away. Okay. And I'm going to be set up and ready to go. So why am I spending so much time on all these little nitpicky details? Because it's really important, you guys. Because here's the situation. If I roll in at 2.59 and Brad and Emma roll in at 3.05 and we're standing there mulling around in the lineup trying to figure out what we're going to get and then we get to the front of the line and so oh, do we want something to eat with that you know it's just wasting a ton of time and then of course Brad and I have to do the traditional arm wrestle who's going to pick up the bill and it just here's what it does you guys it provides me with an excessive amount of time to take my big fat foot and stick it in my big fat mouth. <laughs> Does that make sense? So I don't want to do that. I want to control things to the best of my ability. All right. So we're here. There we are. We're, I'm there. 245. I got everything set up. I'm ready to go at three. They show up at 305. And I want to make sure that everybody's there. So I have already a few hours earlier, I've reconfirmed with Brad. I've text messaged him. We're all good to go. And then I'm going to make sure that Brad shows up with Emma. Okay. If Brad shows up solo, we'll have coffee, but I'm not going to do the presentation with just Brad. It's important, you guys. I'm not going to do the presentation with just Brad because here's the danger. 
The danger is if I show Brad the whole presentation and he gets excited and he's all in, then he's going to rush home and he's going to try to explain it to Emma. And no offense, Brad, but he's going to forget 87% of everything I told him between the time he leaves Starbucks and he shows up to explain it to Emma, right? So then he's going to screw up the explanation and he's going to turn Emma off. Now, this isn't your case. I'm just saying this example, Brad, right? He's going to turn her off because she just doesn't get it. And if she if she says no, it's impossible for me to turn her around. Does that make sense, you guys? So it's better not to do the presentation with just one person. You need to have all the decision makers there, okay? And then we want to get started. We want to don't want to fool around. We want to get right down to business and start off on the right foot. So the, what we want to avoid doing is this. Brad, Emma, thank you so much for coming out today. I really appreciate the two of you taking time out of your very busy, busy schedules. I know how, how important your time is for you. You know, I, I know how busy you guys are. So thank you so much for taking a little bit of time here to take a look at my presentation. I've got your caramel macchiato right here, Emma, and Brad, here's your coffee, two creams. Is it okay if we if we start now and I show you what it's about? Okay. That's what not to do. That's what not. Now, it's very nice, very polite, very Canadian. <laughs> However, here's the situation. That's too kissy-assy. And in this scenario, Brad and Emma, consciously or unconsciously, are coming in with a little bit of a superiority complex. All right. They're thinking, we's got the money. Dave needs the money. So we're up here and Dave's down here. Does that make sense? It may not be conscious, but that's kind of where they're at. Now, if I go back and I do it that way and I'm all kissy-assy, what have I done? I've just increased that discrepancy. What I want to do instead is I want to try to level the playing field. I don't, I don't want to put them up on a pedestal and myself even further down. I want to raise myself in their eyes. I don't want to bring them down. I just want to try to raise myself in their eyes. Does that make sense, you guys? So listen to this as a little bit of a, a twist on the whole thing. So if I were doing this, I'd say something like this. Brad, Emma, thanks, you guys, for coming out. I really appreciate it. I know you're busy. I'm busy, too. In fact, I've got about 40 minutes put aside for a meeting here today. So if it's okay with you guys, got the coffees and everything ready to go, is it okay if we just get down to business and I show you what it's all about? Does that make sense, you guys? Do you hear the difference there? Now, was I a jerk? Was I obnoxious? I hope not. But what I try to do is I give them respect and I show them that I'm busy too. I put aside about 40 minutes for our meeting here today. Okay, well, maybe Dave's got another meeting after here. Maybe he's talking to another investor after this. Creates a little bit of scarcity in their mind. Dave's a busy guy. Okay. And it also gives them a parameter. Oh, good. Dave's not going to blather on for two hours. It's <laughs> we know where the start and where the end of this of this meeting is going to be. Does that make sense, you guys? Is that helpful? Okay. So as we go through, I'll share a couple of little case studies with you. Hopefully these videos are working properly. This is Brendan. And Brendan, love his story. When we first started working together, young new investor. He had one property under his belt. He ran out of self-financed. Needed to start raising some capital. Went through the process and got a meeting booked with a friend of his mom's. And this is what happened with that meeting using this process in this presentation. Listen to how it happened.
Hi there, my name is Brendan and I'm from Fort McMurray, Alberta and I took Dave's course and it was totally awesome. He kicked me into gear, I took tons of action, I followed the steps that he laid out and one thing that worked really well for me was the uh, PowerPoint presentation. I did what he said, I followed his tips and I went and had a meeting with an investor. They were more than impressed. So I not only got an investor, but I got an investor eagerly on board with all of our friends. So here's what happened. Brendan showed up. He actually went to the lady's house. This was not at a neutral location. This was at her house, but it worked out okay. And he did his presentation. The lady was so impressed. She said, I'm in. Brendan thought, awesome. Score, which he did. And then she said, well, wait a minute, Brendan. I've got a couple of friends who I think would be interested in this as well. Brandon thought, great, okay, maybe I've got some referrals here. That'd be fantastic. She said, why don't I call them over and they could take a look at it right now? He said, sure. <laughs> so he had another cup of tea with a lady while her two friends came over. They showed up. He did the presentation again. He ended up getting three investors that very first night. Now, was that beginner's luck? I don't think so. He's a good looking kid and all that. But this was because Brandon was prepared and he followed the process. Does that make sense, you guys? When you've got a good process, is it going to work 100% of the time? Of course not. However, does it increase your chances of success exponentially? Of course it does, right? So make sure you follow the process. All right. This episode is brought to you by moneypartnerformula.com. Our Money Partner Formula service allows you to raise all the private capital you need to do all the deals you want while we handle the hard stuff. We offer reliable and affordable done-for-you marketing services that get you investor meetings booked without all the work. So go ahead and check out the website right now, and then feel free to schedule a call with me, and let's take your portfolio to the next level. Again, that's moneypartnerformula.com. Watch investor meetings pop up in your calendar. We handle the rest.